Hey, real quick, before we get into the show, I just want to say we recorded a couple days before Facebook Connect happened, but I just want to say I called it. Welcome back to Bold of You to Say, the show on the internet. That, that's it. We are back with our <laughs> review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, we promised, uh, what, three weeks ago now that we were going to review this movie, and by golly, we did it. It's mostly my fault it's been so late. I just, time has not been very kind to Jerry. So, uh, before we get into the movie, though, the Oculus Quest 2 was officially, unofficially announced by Facebook. They did some promo videos for it that got leaked online, um, but they're obviously official. Uh, they're legit. They're our first look at the Oculus Quest, I mean, besides all the other leaks that came out. But this is the one with the most information on it, so we're going to discuss that, um, and then we will get into the movie. We're going to face the music together. As always, there will be timestamps in the description, and so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. Um, I mean, there's only a couple topics in the show, so I don't know how useful it'll be, but they're there for you. And I'm here for you too, viewers. Thank you, Jerry. You can trust me with whatever, except for that one thing. There were some videos that Facebook made about the Oculus Quest 2, uh, which got leaked, and everyone's been talking about it. I just saw it this morning as of recording. We're recording on uh, Monday, September 14th. Facebook Connect is uh, still, it, it's happening in a couple days, so... You know, obviously we haven't seen it yet, so we don't know everything that's, you know, coming out. But we have seen quite a bit of information on the Oculus Quest successor, the Oculus Quest 2. So uh, in the videos, they said that it's going to have a nearly 4K resolution. It's a 50% increase from the current Oculus Quest resolution, which from what I've been seeing puts it in line with the HP Reverb G2, which has a higher resolution than the Valve Index, which costs two and a half times the price. So that's a pretty good deal, you know, if you're just talking about like price per pixel. Yeah. This hasn't been officially confirmed, but... Uh, there have been leaks saying that it'll have a 90 hertz refresh rate, which is the thing that I'm most excited about personally, um, other than like, you know, the, the the comfort factor of it, because there are some differences with the strap. But yeah, if it has a 90 hertz refresh rate and a higher pixel count, then I'm going to be a happy camper because that seems like a a, a perfect upgrade. Uh, the controllers have also been updated, so they took a lot more inspiration from the original Oculus Touch controllers that came on the Rift CV1, uh, not the current controllers that come with the Rift S and Quest. So they're supposed to be more ergonomic and comfortable. I think the the current Touch controllers are quite ergonomic. I think they're very comfortable in the hand. Uh, my only complaint is that they're just not the knuckles controllers. They don't have the strap attaching them to your hand. But I mean, you can get um, you can get mammoth grips or there, there's all kinds of brands that make uh, controller straps for the yeah. Oculus Quest. There's also going to be an optional 256 gigabyte model of the Quest 2, 
which is pretty great. Um, it has six gigabytes of RAM and a faster processor. So, you know, all those things go together. You know, the six gigabytes of RAM and faster processor. That means that VR games are going to perform better. It also means that they're going to be a larger install size. So you're going to want more storage space to go along with that. Or else you run out pretty quickly. Yeah. No, we have uh, a couple friends that just got Oculus Quests. Uh, one friend ordered a couple weeks ago and he just got his. Uh, another friend just ordered an Oculus Quest. And I feel sorry for them because anyone that just ordered an Oculus Quest, uh, just like anyone that just bought a 2080 Ti, those people are in a very tough spot. Yeah. And the price hasn't been confirmed yet. But it is looking like, uh, according to some leaks, there's going to be a 64 gigabyte version for 299, and then the 256 gigabyte version for 399. So my question for you, Jared, is: Are you going to buy it? I plan on it. Uh, it's I saw that it's suspected to be, uh, like on for like uh for sale in October or so. So I might actually just wait till that. Oh, pardon me. I might just wait till then because we're halfway through September right now. That's a good idea. They did actually just officially discontinue the Oculus Quest, so you wouldn't be able to buy it officially anyway, unless you went through like, like Amazon if they still have stock. That's the thing. I don't want to spend too much because, like, as it is, I'm thinking about getting the one with the most space. The uh, like, what was it, five hundred dollar one? Uh, four hundred, according to the leaks. Ooh, that does sound great, actually. That that's the price of the current quest at sixty four gigabytes. Yeah, I'm so it's looking like. like uh, well, Sorry, you were saying. I, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if like the new model is like better and shit to try and get more people to buy it. Like the older one is the cheaper one. Yeah, this is a really good time to get into gaming. What with the new graphics VR. cards and the and the um. Deep VR sets and shit, yeah. But let alone the fucking games coming out in the next few years, too. If I may be so bold as to say, I think that the Oculus Quest 2 is going to be what kills the HP Reverb G2. I don't know what any of that means, but yeah. So the, uh, the, the Reverb G2 is a, a headset coming out from HP. It's supposed to be coming out soon. I don't know when exactly it's coming out. But it's supposed to be sort of a competitor with the Valve Index. It's like, I think it's $600, but don't quote me on that. So that puts it $400 less than the Valve Index, uh, but still uh, more expensive than the Quest. And in terms, of <clears throat> in terms of specs and features, it is between those two headsets. So it has a higher resolution than the Valve Index, but it does have inside out tracking and controllers that are similar to the Oculus Quest. Uh, it is also oh. running Windows Mixed Reality, which is it's the least popular form of VR. It's basically Microsoft's sad attempt at buying into the technology without fully investing in it. Uh, so it's just not... Uh a good thing to get then it's like the windows phone of vr yeah that doesn't sound fun at all yeah before the quest 2 got leaked that was the only downside to the reverb g2 but i mean now that the quest 2 is coming out at 
you know, hundreds of dollars less with a higher resolution. It's a standalone headset. I think it's going to kill the reverb sales. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed, man. Well, I mean, I don't want the reverb to fail. I do think that there is a place for it. But, I mean, it just... It's just a shame that it doesn't have, you know, it, it's it's just a shame that it probably won't be able to compete with the Quest 2. Yeah. So like, personally, I like the idea of there being more competition, because that just makes businesses want to, uh, like, get more shit more, you know? Exactly. It's like, I'm 100% I mean, down with that. Like, yeah, you gotta light that fire is. under them. Yeah, as it is, there's only two major um, headset manufacturers. There's Valve and Oculus. Vive, um, HTC's Vive lineup has been abysmal. They had the original Vive, and then they had, I think, the Vive Pro and the Vive Cosmos, which did not sell nearly as well. Yeah. But yeah, now we have Valve directly manufacturing their own headsets as opposed to going through HTC, which they did for the Vive. And now there's Oculus, which is still in the game um, just because of the Quest. So it would be great if there could be more manufacturers that would get in on the market. There are some smaller ones. There's Pimax. They make uh, some pretty experimental out there headsets. Experimental? Yeah, so... I'll send you a picture of what they look like so you can get an idea, but it looks like something straight out of Star Trek. Ooh, I do like the sound of that. Anything that's, like, insane I want to take a look at. <laughs> yeah, so the Pimax headsets are known for their um, their high field of view, and you'll see why when I send you the picture. Because th it is a wide boy. It's a wide boy. They're also known for very high-resolution headsets, um, some uh, boasting what they call an 8K display. You know, it's debatable about, you know, if it's 8K or if it's not. I've heard that they're not entirely, you know, accurate with that, you know, not that truthful. measurement. Yeah. But, I mean, no matter how you slice it, man, they're... They're, they're 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 pretty crazy. I think they're. I, I think it's like a Chinese brand or something. I don't know. Did you get the picture? Oh my god! You see it? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker looks like he's being abducted by Tron. <laughs> he's about to enter the fucking uh. Oh, uh, what do they call it? Shit! What's it called in Tron? I I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's their, like, little thingy. <laughs> the game, whatever it's called. Yeah. It's not called Tron. I know that for a fact. So I'll have links to the videos that got leaked from Facebook. Um, yeah. Well, I, I guess I don't need to leak. I don't, I don't need to link the videos in the description because by the time this comes out, Facebook Connect will have already happened and, yeah, everyone's seen it by then. We can hope. Yep, it's happening, I believe, this Wednesday. Uh, you'll actually be able to watch it inside of VR if you have a Quest or a Rift S. Uh, you'll be able to watch it in uh, venues, which is pretty cool. It'll be a, a presentation that you can watch in VR. And I've been um, there's another thing that's going on in venues. There's like a, a 24 hour comedy stream 
in Oculus venues that I've been watching from time to time. It's pretty cool. Comedy stream? Yeah, so at the uh, Gotham Comedy Club in New York, they did they they recorded a bunch of uh, stand up sets from different comedians. I think uh, Pete Davidson was one of them. Uh, Hassan Minaj was one of them. There's there's some other ones I don't remember. Everyone that's in it, but yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, they had like they had like a camera set up in the comedy club and they just recorded it and they have it set up so you can join in VR and it's pretty cool. That does sound pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it to any listeners that have a Oculus Quest. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say, I genuinely think we're entering a, like a new renaissance for gaming with all these stuff coming out. Yeah, some of the features, like for example, fucking Halo Infinite. They're uh, they're giving the multiplayer out for free. Really? Yeah, like uh. If you only want to play multiplayer for Halo, I think it's limited features, but it's completely free. That's crazy. Uh, the, the campaign and all the other stuff with it will be, uh, you know, it's going to be the normal price. Maybe that means that the campaign is going to be good enough the, that they think people will want to buy it. Well, it's going to be an open world game. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's insane what they're planning on doing. That's really cool. Yeah, you're you're right. We are getting into a new renaissance of gaming. Like first, the uh, Xbox Series X and PS5 were announced. They look pretty top notch. I mean, at the time, the 3000 series wasn't announced. So oh, yeah. PC gaming, like, in order to build a comparable PC to an Xbox Series X or a PS5, you'd have to spend thousands of dollars to get that kind of performance, and that's. That's exactly what I want to see out of next-gen consoles. Hell yeah. I mean, as much of a PC fanboy as I am, I still do like to see improvement. Because if the PS5 is better than, you know, a 2080 Ti, then that just means that NVIDIA has to step up their game, and then that's better for everyone. I mean, I never understood people that are like, that, that, that like, get mad about consoles getting better like if you're a playstation player and the next xbox is announced and it is like infinitely better than than your playstation it's like well don't you want competition don't you want the market to get better well that's the thing the problem with that isn't that people don't want the market to get better or anything it's that they just don't want to hear the fanboys go on and on and on about it yeah that's a good point I mean, people do get kind of, um, people do get kind of, they, they get like a superiority complex if they have a better system, you know, cause I do it to you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, like that's a thing though. That's a, it's a very real thing with a lot of game systems these days. It's like, no one wants to hear people go on and on about their stuff anymore. It's usually like more echo chamber kind of shit now. Yeah. I mean, it's since most games are cross-platform anyway. I think, you know, I mean, obviously it's been like this for a while, but I mean, we don't really, you don't really see console wars anymore. Yeah. Like you'll see them every so often on like uh Twitter or something, just people being like shitheads about it. But most part, no one actually engages in it and people try to ignore yeah. those folks. Well, do you remember when South Park had their, uh, there are episodes that they did on the console wars when the PS4 and Xbox One came out. 
Yeah. It was a whole debate. It's like, well, my friends are playing on PlayStation, so I have to buy one so I can play with them. And it's like, well, my friends are playing on Xbox, so I got to buy one to play with them. Well, that means that we can't play together. And then it starts a whole war. But now, I mean, like, unless you're playing on, like, unless you're playing, like, a Sony exclusive, you know, most games are cross-platform, so it doesn't matter. And everyone gets to play together. That's one thing that really makes me happy, is just how far we've come. Yeah, it's incredible. The fact that we are able to actually do these cool things now, and it's not just delegated to, like, what, like, one guy with a fucking Xbox or PlayStation wants. It's like, oh, you guys want to play this game? It's cross-platform. Like, shit, we have games that right now are becoming, like, honestly really fucking good. Like, almost out of nowhere. And it's making me so happy to see that. Like, uh, No Man's Sky, for example, that's a great game now. I would recommend people get that game no matter what. Yeah, I remember when it came out and it was regarded as hot garbage. Yeah, before I would totally be like, no, don't buy that game. It's shit. They don't have anything in it. But now it's like, well, damn, they did it. It's like, I've never been more proud of a small company. (laughs) Because you know what? They proved it. They proved everyone wrong. And that's the kind of uh, triumphant story I love to hear. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I completely think, though, that we are, like, entering in the, the newest stage of the of gaming altogether. And it's going to be a, a wonderful thing moving forward. I couldn't agree more. Like, I can't wait. Are you ready for the future, Alex? We're already in it. We're just going to uh, go even more into the future. Tubular! <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was dumb. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> No, I can't wait until you get a uh, Quest 2, so then we can play Rec Room together. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to wait until I get more money. That way I, I know I have enough for it and shit. Today's show is brought to you by Uncle Vincent. Uncle Vincent is an amazing resource for learning all kinds of useful skills. If you're a photographer, he can help you get the perfect shot while keeping the lens completely out of view. If that's not your thing, you can also learn how to hotwire a car and unlock a window from the outside. Tell him our show sent you, and he might just tell you how he got his eye patch. So at the end of at the at the end of Bill and Ted's bogus journey, they are they're playing on stage as wild stallions, fully formed. They're like in their prime, and there's a sequence of like newspaper and magazine clippings with headlines about their band. So I got the video playing. I'm just gonna go through. And read each headline. World watches Wild Stallions win. Reaper rap new planetary craze. Oh, beautiful. Stallions tour Midwest. Crop increases 30%. That didn't happen. <laughs> new Stallions album number one. Labels to Billboard. Balance new POS charting system. Nah, I think that did happen in the movie. Like, they did talk about that, how that song got to the top of the charts and shit. Yeah, so we're, we're one for, what, four now? We're one, one for four. Basically, if it was a miracle, it never happened. If it happens to every, <laughs> like, young star nowadays, it probably happened. Wild Stallions to play Wembley Stadium, which is a pretty big deal. That's where Live Aid took place. I, I don't, they never touched up on it, but I think that did happen. 
I think that's one of the things they're accepting. We can, yeah, we can assume that the more regular ones happened, but like, there's gonna be more that are gonna be a bit, a bit more fantastical. Yeah. That that face the music just kind of ignores. Wild Stallions play Grand Canyon. That one is directly referenced. And that's considered their biggest achievement, mind you. Bill and Ted tour the Middle East. Peace achieved. Never happened. <laughs> they they got peace in the Middle East. Stallions use World Nuclear Arsenal to fuel amplifiers. Air guitar found to eliminate smog. Reaper wins Indy 500. Quote, I didn't know I could run that fast. Bill and Ted, Sportsman of the Decade. Death to Record solo album. Now, that did happen. He made several of them, in fact. Yeah. Chuck Anomalous to wed Missy. He was the bad guy from Bogus Journey. Yeah, that doesn't really... That doesn't get... That I, I feel like that gets ignored. Yeah. And then there's an article that that's in French asking if Bill and Ted are going to break up. Well, no, they're the best power couple. Why would they? Rumored Wild Stallion split. Dow drops 600 points. All right. The Dow part didn't happen, but the splitting up part does happen. No, they don't. They don't split up. I mean, death does go on to he has a failed solo career but bill and ted don't split up oh yeah i know as this this next headline states wild stallion split a hoax dow to record high oh yeah no 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 but like they uh it's just those two though like there's no other people in the band and like death was their bass player for a good good time (laughs) a little upset those weird monster things didn't show up again not gonna lie. And then there's one from Spy. It says, uh, B and T, we have nothing bad to say about them. Not even the tabloids got shit on them. <laughs> Grim Reaper and Lip Sync Scandal. Okay, I believe that. That probably has happened. <laughs> Reaper solo album flops, rejoins Wild Stallions. Uh, that kinda happened in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, so that seems to get ignored. They kind of, like, streamline the whole history. Like, I guess yeah. they never get back together um, in the universe of the third movie. I consider the third movie its own universe, honestly. Wild Stallions oh, yeah. to play Mars. Station. Never happens. It never gets even acknowledged in Face the Music. The fucking, the kid, the Kid Cuddy or whatever. He, uh, doesn't he say station at the end? Yeah, he does say station. So station does still exist. But does it, though? I had that on the, I had that on the show notes. Station where? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Yeah, so in conclusion, uh, Bill and Ted have the power to achieve world peace and the nuclear arms race, affect the stock market, and benefit agriculture but no they're they're they they just they flop and now they're doing 6 p.m open mic yeah and that is what bothers me that's what bothers me about this movie it just takes everything about the previous movies and it's just like eh, 
Well, I mean, to be fair, though, it's like, even though that is ludicrous shit that they did, and, like, you know, people should probably mention that a lot. However, you know how, like, celebrities are. Remember, Justin Bieber used to be top shit, and now no one remembers him. But did he achieve world peace? No, he did the opposite. In fact, he made it more chaotic. Did he increase crop yields by 30%? No. (laughs) Did he end the nuclear arms race? No, I feel like he started another one. (laughs) And he didn't (laughs) increase crop fields by 30%. He increased the price of cocaine by 30%. (laughs) He also decreased uh, all respect Americans have for Canada by 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any other retcons that you can think of off the top of your head? Um. Because jumping off of that, I want to go into the time travel logic in this movie and how it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, no, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, so again, I'm going to break it down movie by movie. Now, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the time travel logic is presented as, eh, fuck it. You know, whatever's fun. Okay, Napoleon goes to Waterloo Water Park and he he goes on the slip and slide, whatever. Joan of Arc learns about aerobics, whatever. It's a fun movie. They do the history report, everything is fine. You know, they, they, they play they put everyone back. It's it's all good. Okay? Like it, it, whatever whatever makes for a fun movie, a fun experience. And that movie was, in one word, fun. Yeah. Bogus journey. It gets a little bit more stressful. Like, oh, you know, they're they're going to hell. Not much time travel in that movie, but it does expand the universe. It adds, you know, the afterlife, heaven and hell. Uh, by the way, the third movie does confirm that Christianity is canon, uh, as it I shows mean, Jesus like walking movie, on dude. water. You know, the second I- movie confirms the general idea of heaven and hell. And like there being a deity and stuff, but yeah, uh, the, but the third the, movie confirms that it, it it is Christianity. Yeah, but like, isn't the Grim Reaper also a Christian character, like in the Bible? Don't they mention? Well, the, the, the Grim the Grim Reaper has become more of a secular figure, just well, a general yeah. afterlife kind of thing. True. But anyway, going into the third movie, the time travel gets a lot more convoluted. And a lot more, like, taking itself seriously. The first movie does not take the time travel seriously at all. For example, at the beginning of the movie, uh, uh, Ted's dad is looking for his keys. He can't find his keys. And Ted is like, I don't know where your keys went. Then later in the movie, they're like, we need your dad's keys. And it's like, well, I don't know. Where are they? And they're like, oh, okay, so later on, we'll just go back in time and steal your dad's keys. Great. Where will we put them? We'll put them right here. Oh, look, there they are. See, that? that's an example of how that movie says, eh, fuck it, with the time travel. Now, the third yeah. movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music, takes the time travel so seriously. Like, the fate of the universe is at stake. But like they don't do any work. They put it, they don't put in the work to to make it make sense. They try to make it as if it's still one linear timeline, like it appears to be in the first movie. But they also introduce the idea of multiple timelines. Yeah, 
that makes it all kind of fucky. However, I I do love Evil Bill and Ted. They're great. Oh yeah, Evil Bill and Ted. For, oh, uh, from Face the Music. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that they just get worse and then all of a sudden become prison gods. <laughs> Honestly, they kind of blossomed. Yeah, I mentioned that when we were watching it. There, in Bill and Ted Face the Music, there's a secret fitness story, a fitness journey that we're not seeing and that we're not being presented with. Like over the course of the movie, they uh, they time travel and they keep running into themselves, and uh, they're getting like progressively more and more like, like I guess bitter towards each other because like. Future Bill and Ted hate the past ones because they aren't making the song. And so yeah. uh, it all culminates into uh, one last scene with evil Bill and Ted. Uh, over the course of this time, also, you see their health like degrading horribly. And then they're in like this prison universe where it's like more years into the future. And they just show up yeah. jacked as all hell. They're like fucking <laughs> bodybuilders now. Yeah, so in the movie... Um... By the way, should we start? Should we start with the plot synopsis? I feel like that would help. Yeah, but yeah, we can just talk out the plot of the movie. So it opens with Bill and Ted at the. Well, it it opens with the narration from uh, the daughters, and they're talking about yeah. how, like, yeah, you know how that stuff all like happened. They played on Mars and stuff. Yeah, no, no, none of it happened, and they're failures. And so now they're playing at a wedding. They're trying some new psychedelic shit with their music. At the, it's very, yeah, very guttural. Lots of theremin. Yeah. And everyone's it like, reminds this sucks. Me, like the songs, they, uh, the music they play in the beginning reminds me so much of the soundtrack from the first Pathologic game, which <laughs> can only be described as techno horse archer. <laughs> That's, that sounds very intriguing. Here, I'll send you a, I'll send you a link to one of the songs so you can hear it. Because it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's an experience. And this game is like some like shitty Russian game too. The second one's good. <laughs> the first one's just kind of like, oh my god, what the fuck? Who made this? But yeah, enough about that. Let's get back to Bill and Ted. And uh, yep, they're so, at this wedding. Yeah, uh, th and at the end of it, Ted's the dad is stop. like, "Yeah, yeah, you, you can go ahead." He's like, "Hey, you guys are failures. You need to get a job." And they're like, "We went through time and stuff." He's like, "No, you didn't. You liars. Fuck you." And then uh, Bill and Ted have to go to couples therapy because they're uh, the princesses they kidnapped from the eighteen hundreds or fourteen hundreds. Uh, yeah, the you know fourteen hundreds. Yeah, they're having some uh, some problems at There's home. There's trouble in paradise. And uh, Bill and Ted proving that they're the ones that should be the uh, should be married to each other instead. Show up Honestly, together. Yeah. They sit together and everything. And uh, that whole scene just further reaffirms my belief that they should be a polyamorous relationship. The four of them, because Bill and Ted say they both love each other's wives. <laughs> like Bill and Ted as a unit love Joanna and Elizabeth as a unit. Yeah, so I'm saying right now they totally just fuck it, tie the knot with all of them. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there's no way that their children weren't conceived together. Yeah, it, it was some horrible orgy party. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. Anyway, back to the plot of the movie. Backing up a little bit, when uh, when Ted's dad is like, you guys didn't time travel. You didn't oh, go yeah. to hell. Like, I would have liked it a lot if the movie kind of went in that direction where it's like, did they time travel? Was it all in their head? <laughs> it was all just a stoner nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the saddest shit ever. Like, I the know. title just has a different meaning now. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. It's like, they're facing the music all right. What if it opened with them in, like, an asylum? Yes. They get out, and the whole movie's just them, like, trying to go through time, but they can't. They get in every it's phone booth, and it's like, Rufus! It turns out, uh, the reason why they thought they went through time is because they were tripping on Rufus. Yes. <laughs> that's, why, that's why his name's Rufus. Rufus was just some guy that stepped out of a phone booth. No, like, no, no, it's not, that, it's not even that. They imagine Rufus is because they took Rufus. Rufus is, is the Rufus. <laughs> He's the drug that led them on a journey. So they're in couples therapy, and it's just it's just going poorly. Uh, the therapist asks Bill and Ted to leave because she wants to talk to the wives only. And so uh, Bill and Ted get home, and uh, they're talking about writing the song that saves the universe. And Ted's like. You know, I'm thinking about pawning the guitar. I don't want to do it anymore, man. We're failures. And it's in also this scene that we discover that Ted thinks the value of the entire universe is only $6,500. So, yeah, yeah remember like, the guy that. at the music store is going to give me uh, $6,400 for the guitar for, uh, for, the, for the Les Paul. It's like, oh, is that, the, is, that, is that the one that you took to Mars? Is that the value of every human life to you? Sixty-four hundred. <laughs> Would have added another zero to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. And so then, uh, Kelly, I think her name was, right? Which one? The the girl from the future. Yeah, let's just say Kelly. I don't know. I think that's right. She comes in. She's like, ah, guys. Let's just say Mabel. Yeah, Mabel. She's like, come, come with me to the future. Come on, let's go. And they're like, okay. And they uh, they get there, and the fucking great leader, the one lady, she's like, Hey, you guys are fucking up. Come on. Get to it. Make the song. You have, like, fucking... Yeah, by the way, you have, a, you have an hour and a half. That's what it was. You have an hour and a half before the universe falls apart. And, like, they so show... It was, it was like, 70 minutes. So you have an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, what they show in the beginning before, uh, or is it after the voiceover, uh, is that the universe is getting displaced, like George Washington and Jesus swap places and shit like that. It's just getting confusing. There's wounds in time, one might say. Yes. <laughs> but uh, as that's going on, shit, Bill and Ted come up with the idea. And I just love this, because here's some backstory, too. Uh, when we were watching the movie, I had Alex pause it because we were watching it off of his computer, and I told him, why the fuck don't we just steal it from themselves? And after you unpause it, that's exactly what Ted said. 
Yeah. And I was like, ah, ah, this movie. Now I'm, I'm the movie now. And also, I called the twist at the end too, like in the first like ten minutes. So get fucked, movie. I'm better than you. <laughs> Goddamn stoners. <laughs> but uh. So yeah, they they but, decide that they're gonna steal the song from themselves. So they go then, two years into the future, and, and we meet the are best at... characters. Yes. They're at uh, some rinky-dink little establishment on open bar, uh, open mic night, uh, 6 p.m. That's how you know it's real sad. It's taco night, and that's why everyone's there. And they're like, yeah, those who ride. They're playing one of their songs, and it's just the most depressing version. Well, the second most depressing version of Bill and Ted. Yes. And it's like... They uh, they get in a fight and it turns out their their wives leave them because they can never be happy. Like they go like they're uh them from the future. The wives from the future go back in time and bring those two the girls and show them that in every timeline they'll never be happy with Bill and Ted. That's another thing that I and... wanted to touch on the the whole like wives time traveling thing, which by the way yeah. does nothing for the plot. Mechanically, oh, yeah, like no. time like. In in terms of time travel logic, it makes like next to no sense. Yeah, it's like are it, these wives from the future where Bill and Ted fail? Uh, do they? Are, did, that, that's the thing. Are, are these the, the versions of them that decided to leave? Did they stay with Bill and Ted? It's so unclear where they stand in the timeline. The most confusing thing to me, though, is that those two, the uh, the older versions of them, are the ones from uh, fucking the the timeline where they do make the song and they succeed. Are they? Because it's it's so unclear. Yeah, yeah, no. There's a no. There's a scene where uh, they're talking. It's like, yeah, they're here, and no, because they look out the window. Oh, yeah. And they jump in. They they hijack the time travel machine, and then Bill and Ted have to get executed. That's right. Also, yeah, that's another thing. The they pattern. die again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit of retreading old material. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh before we get to that point, let's go back from where we started. We're at the oh yeah. Uh so they go two years so, in the future. And they meet the depressing versions of them and they're just assholes. They're like, you guys failures. Now we're living a hellish life. They're like, hey man, we just want to steal the song from you. And they're like, fuck you, go write it. And they're like, oh, you'll never be able to write it. And then they go, like, I think two more years into the future. They go Is that to right? 2025, so that's five years in the future. There we go. And they uh, they encounter their counterparts again. Oh, I, the I feel like first I mention... most depressing versions of Bill and Ted. Yeah, hold on. Before we go into that part, what happens before then is that uh, their daughters meet up with the, uh, the time travel lady because she's like, oh, I gotta stop them. Because the uh, thing we forgot to mention is that the great leader lady uh, wants to kill Bill and Ted now because apparently yeah. people think that's what's going to save the universe. That's so another thing spend... that I want to talk about. And uh, I, yeah. I, I, know I, I know I seem a little scatterbrained with this, but I just have a lot of opinions on this movie. So, oh, yeah. and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 
George Carlin's Rufus, tells them that the future society is based on the music of Wild Stallion. And now we are finding out that in the future, what Rufus was acting on is a vaguely worded prophecy that says that Preston Logan will write a song that unites the universe. Yeah. That's another retcon that I fucking hate. But anyway, back to the movie. It's so beautiful. But so they send a robot back in time to kill them. Who also has his own character art. Which is depressing. Yeah, this robot, like, gains sentience and learns that murder is wrong. Yeah, and then, like, is shit on for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he's kind of their C-3PO a little bit. He just wants to, he just wants to help. (laughs) But, uh, no, so, uh, the daughters then decide that they're gonna try and help by getting a band together so that when Bill and Ted return, they'll have a group of people to perform with them. And... Throughout the movie, this goes to, like, they're kidnapping Louis Armstrong and Jimi Hendrix. And they go so far and so bold to say that the greatest drummer in all of history, both past, present, and future, was just some cavewoman. Unga Bunga, the fucking cave lady. She's the best goddamn drummer of all time. She hits sticks good. Yep, out of anyone past, present, or future... Out of everyone that drums and knows music theory and has decades of experience, this cave person is the best drummer. This person that's never even used real drumsticks before is the best drummer out of all of space and time. But they also kidnap Mozart and some Chinese lady, and they both are speaking two completely different languages, and yet somehow they understand each other. They speak the language of music. No, he speaks German, she speaks Chinese. He's like, das flute, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> That's the language of music, Jared. <laughs> but, uh, no, my favorite part, though, is he, he's, he uh, plays, like, the Yankee Doodle song, and then she just immediately He does not it. play the Yankee Doodle song. What the fuck is it he plays? He plays one of his classic. This one's like da na 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 da na 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 da na 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 Are you a small business owner in need of an online presence? Today's show is brought to you by a guy I know who can get you a website real cheap if you don't ask questions. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I forgot I offered to buy dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so where were we? Uh, I think we were talking about uh, either the robot or them going through time, the daughters. Uh, I think we were on the daughters. So I want to take a little break to uh, talk about some missed opportunities for uh, people that they could have gotten in this uh, this band that represents all of space and time. And Jared, feel free to add anything, any that you can think of. Uh, First of all, on the list, I have uh, Freddie Mercury, the 
possibly the greatest frontman of all time, a man with a scientifically measurable, amazing singing voice. Uh, any of the Beatles, just one of them. Get Paul McCartney. Any, any of the Beatles. Say fuck it and grab John Lennon, but it's experimental John Lennon. Yes. He's just sitting there like <laughs> scream moaning into a microphone. Uh, Dolly Parton, who I think goes very underappreciated in our in our culture. Okay, uh, just her Hear raw musical out. ability is very underrated. Hear me out, little peep. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like just before he kills himself, little peep. Like he's already got the Xanax in his system. He starts singing, and then he just dies on stage. So you're just you're just you're you're repackaging the joke that we made earlier before we started recording about Kurt. No, no, because no, because that's a different one. This one is just he actually just straight up dies when they get him. Gee, it'll be funny because then they have to try and bring it. They have to like weaken at Bernie. Oh, that sounds so funny. <laughs> that sounds so but, funny, uh, Jared. Thank you, but uh, no, uh, Kurt Cobain though. Just, like, right before he kills himself, just drag him through. Like, they have the shotgun in hand, and throughout the whole movie, he's just trying to get it back. <laughs> no, like Kurt. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> <laughs> when we put you back, you can do it. <laughs> anyway, going on with the list, uh, Michael Jackson, despite his faults. Uh, <laughs> Like Dolly Parton, he has a he has a very strong oh, amazing... musical ability. I love Michael Jackson. He is music, not the guy. I'm By just all saying... accounts, he wrote all of his greatest hits in his head. Yes, no, I, that is true, actually. But uh, he was also uh, the yeah, king just... of a small African nation. Yes, also very true, and also uh kind of weird that after he died all of a sudden macaulay culkin's not a crack goblin kind of feels like something was bothering him <laughs> uh, it just seems prince. to me oh yeah no list, prince yep elton john uh, uh, another great frontman. uh he'd be he'd make a great uh personality for the group uh frank yeah. fucking sinatra i mean come on yeah and of course richard cheese Oh, God, yeah, we need some of that dick cheese in here. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of other ones I could add. Uh, I say you know, those are Those have... are all the members. Those are all the members of my uh, my dream team space-time band. Think of, like, a band that you wouldn't expect to show up, like Imagine Dragons or some shit. It's like, Green Day plays a concert. <laughs> but it's Green like, Day, day Green Day. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just a bunch of 50-year-old men whining about the establishment. It's like, we're still hip with the kids, yeah? It's like, fuck the yeah, establishment. Fuck Trump. We you don't are like Trump, the right? establishment. <laughs> we oh, we, we still hate Trump, right? Yeah, we hate him too. That's, that's <laughs> a thing, right, boys? Are we still popular? Please say yes. Jared, do you have anyone to add to the to the list? I'm thinking, I'm thinking... Oh, I know. Someone from the fucking future. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna write that on the list. Like anyone from the future. Uh, uh, here's the thing. How about the fucking robot you brought with you? 
he seems like he could, I don't know, maybe hit a stone on something? Because apparently a caveman's perfectly fine. <laughs> Just have him go bleep, bloop, blop, bleep in a fucking beat. Boom. Now the universe is united. But that's bullshit. They fucking shit on this robot constantly. It's like, come on. Yeah, computers can write songs now, so why not the robot? Yeah, like they even have a little tech track thing that they were messing around with at one point. Yeah, they were using like a drum loop, despite yeah. also having a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bill and Ted face the music, but the music's that all shows, techno now. That shows how little faith they really had in that drummer. <laughs> oh, so true. It's like, it just... Oh, it just pisses me off, though, because it's like, what the fuck did the robot do? So do you want to go on with the plot of the movie? Where So where we were at in the movie is uh, the daughters are going through time kidnapping people for their band. And Bill and Ted just went five years into the future, and they are now meeting the first most depressing version of themselves. Yes, where... Uh... Ted is so much of an alcoholic, he's got a beer gut the size of mine. <laughs> uh, Bill is officially completely bald. Like, he's got some spruce hairs on the top. And also, uh, they steal Dave Girl's house. They just yep. fucking break in. And they steal one of his songs and try to pass it off as their own. Yeah, and somehow that successfully tricks our Bill and Ted, too. Which is just... Even more telling well, on the state of their well, intelligence. Hold on. This song probably wasn't written um, in like by the time that they were like like this 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 song was probably written post twenty twenty. Yeah. So for them, it would have been a song from the future. <laughs> they did put up a pretty good facade with their English accents. Our English accents. But then the the charade is quickly um, quickly pulled away as. Uh, as they, they leave, they're about to take the song with them. And then Dave Grohl shows up and he's like, what are you doing in my house? And they're like, bogus. And then they go find their future selves. And then the future selves are like, bogus. We're like yeah. trying to get our lives back on track by getting you to commit plagiarism. But like in the <laughs> past, so it's okay. <laughs> and then uh, then the, the police show Ted's up along with Ted's dad. Who is a police officer, he's a chief. Yeah, and he's like, I'm about to brutally murder my son. And then he dies. Like, he fucking straight up dies. She gets murked by the by the future robot, along with his SWAT van, which proves yeah. that cars in this universe have been secretly sentient the whole time. Yeah, they both go to, to hell. Say. Like, they both are sent to hell, and as he's falling... He starts screaming, and in the background, the car that didn't have its sirens on is has the sirens blaring, so it's also screaming as it descends. I'm telling you, man. The Cars universe and the Bill and Ted universe are one and the same. That's what it is. They, they write the song, and it's so good. The people in the cars, they, they start breeding. <laughs> Love I mean, knows if you watch no TLC, bounds. that's already happening. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've seen that one. What is it? The guy's car's name is Chase. He puts it in the tailpipe. <laughs> it's, oh, the thing that I hate is so, so hilarious. Now, the thing that's so funny about that to me still is that not only 
is the guy in a relationship with his car. It's a gay relationship. He says the car is a guy. Yeah, so usually like, you call a car a she. It's just... It's just weird somehow. It's like, I don't know. Like, I'm fine with gay people and all. But it's like, I don't know. When, the, when all of a sudden this guy's in a gay relationship with a car, it feels worse. Is that bad? I feel like that might be bad. A little, yeah. That's a little homophobic, Jared. Oof. I'm not, well, I'm not milk, though. I don't know what, yeah. I, what are you saying? I, I said I'm not milk, I, though, because you call me homophobic and the milk's homogenized milk. It's a joke that, much like the moon landing, didn't land. <laughs> so, but, uh, anyway, uh, yes. Ted's father gets fucking murdered by the future robot. And his car, don't forget the car. Oh, yeah, and the, the SWAT van. His secret love. Which is sentient. And uh, then, uh, what is it? I think it cuts back to the daughters. Oh, I almost forgot about the one thing where Bill and Ted come back to the, uh, to the past, to the present, or whatever. Uh, interrupt the, the therapy session and just make everything worse. Yeah, they're like, dude, we gotta like make it not worse. We gotta make it better. And then they're like, By the way, you'll never be happy so with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the last thing they say is, if you see yourselves from the future with a booth, don't go in it. Because they'll show you that no matter what, you'll never be happy with us. Uh, and then they, uh... The daughters do a thing where they, uh... Kidnap Louis Armstrong, I think, at that point. Yep, or, so they try to kidnap Jimi Hendrix, and then Jimi Hendrix is like, nah, man, I gotta go, I gotta go do cocaine. And then, so then they're like, well, I guess we gotta get someone who's more famous that'll get Jimi Hendrix in it. So they go to get and Louis Armstrong, get, and... Because he influenced Louis. Uh, and Louis Jimmy. Armstrong is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, I love how Louis, they show him a phone, and he's just more interested with the phone than the future music they're playing. Well, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like... Wouldn't you be interested in this future technology? At that point in time, radios existed. It's just a smaller radio. It, it's... I, you know, it's it's really not. It's it's really not that. That's really not I mean, what it is. But that's what they were using it for. It'd be like, oh, it's a just Walkman is a smaller radio. Yeah. A small radio is a small radio. A <laughs> smartphone is a portal to another small dimension radio. filled with small people that act out comedy for you. I mean, what? <laughs> What's that for? Radios don't have screens. Television just... would have been a mind-blowing concept for him. <laughs> oh, that's also true. You know, no, you know they, uh... a film projector at that point was cutting-edge technology. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so after they kidnap Jimi Hendrix, uh, him, Jimi Hendrix then gets in a... Uh, uh, a music off, a music duel with Mozart, and wins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mozart comes out, he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy! And he's like, hey, these people are from the future! And they're like, hey, come with us! And he's like, okay! 
Oh, surprisingly, my party. <laughs> surprisingly less racist than I would have expected. Yeah, for a rich white dude from the 1800s, I expected him to say the N-word at least four times. I would have expected, like, at, at least, like, you know, the, the classical N-word. Yeah. But no, I guess he's German, so they just couldn't figure it out. He, he was probably super racist the whole time, but they didn't understand. They are like, ah, yeah, this guy's all right. Yeah, I gotta go for a second. I'll be right back. I'm just stepping away. Welcome to my section of the podcast. I like to call it Jerry Hour. Today, I'm going to recite my favorite Jerry's. Of course, damn it. <laughs> Jerry Hour is ruined. After they get Mozart, they go... They, get they go to a, China, uh, and they kidnap some lady also. I, I don't know what her name was. They said it in the in thing. She's probably very can... famous. She's probably a oh, very yeah, no. major historical figure. We're just yes, very uneducated. We are. I mean, fucking... Have you seen what's in the uh, the U.S. textbooks for China? It's like four things. And most of it's, it's just like, like China they gunpowder. Uh, they Tiananmen got addicted Square to opium, happened. like a bunch of chumps. And yeah, and Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square. We can't let them forget about that one. Hey, how could they forget if it never happened? <laughs> my favorite there thing is, is that no the war whole... in Ba Sing Se. Oh my god. Now, my favorite <laughs> thing, though, about that is that everyone knows it happened, including the Chinese populace. But China, the Chinese government keeps no, saying they don't it know. never did. No, no, no. Like, they that's don't the know. thing, though. Uh, like, I've seen people do, like, fucking hidden interview shit over there and stuff. And apparently, like, they were talking to people. And it's like, oh, yeah, we know that that happened. We just aren't allowed to say it publicly. Jeez. It's like everyone here basically, like, believes it because, like, we live it. It's just that if anyone ever says it, we get shot. And it's like, what the fuck is the Chinese government hiding this from? Everyone knows. Hey, you gotta, you gotta admire their ability to commit. It's it's like uh, it's like Stalin hiding Chernobyl. It just makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, hey, why is it? Why is Syria suddenly super irradiated? Ah, must be the wind. <laughs> so anyway, we watched Bill and Ted three. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Our tangents are getting worse. But um, uh, yeah, no. So they kidnapped some Chinese flute player. And uh, her and Je Thomas Jefferson just automatically... I know it's not Thomas Jefferson. I know it's Mozart. <laughs> but I just kept thinking it was Thomas Jefferson for some reason. He does kind of look like Thomas Jefferson. It's weird. I thought that's who they were kidnapping at first. I was like, was he famous for his music? <laughs> Didn't he own slaves? Well, this is going to be very confusing for everyone involved. But, um... Uh, no, so they, they kidnap her, and, like, fucking Mozart and her understand each other, despite speaking in two completely different foreign they languages. I told you, they speak the language of music. Okay, but flute in German is not flute in Chinese. I'm pretty sure flute in Chinese is, like, five words. Have you seen well, their alphabet? I mean... Their alphabet okay, is look. scary, Alex. I'm scared of the Chinese alphabet, because I don't understand it. Look, if you spoke Chinese and Mozart came up to you and he was like, Das Flaut, and he was pointing to the instrument that you were playing, you'd probably be like, oh, oh, it's my, uh, yeah, yeah, this is my 
whatever the Chinese word is for flute. Yeah, but like, at the same time, she just knew they do that a he lot of gesturing. True, but that relationship is not gonna go very far. The fact they even got them to be able to like be in a band and play coherently together is amazing. You're right. But, uh, that is the most r- unrealistic part of this movie about time travel and going to okay. hell and playing music okay. with the Grim Reaper. Okay, but here's the thing. They all understood each other. Like, the people who made the time travel spoke the same language. The people on hell, they all speak the same language. They all, like, they know what they're doing, what their plans are, because they can communicate. But, like, how the fuck do you organize a band like that? It's like, this guy doesn't even speak English or any language. He speaks in grunts. He's a caveman. And yet, somehow, the best drummer of all the universe. The multiverse, I'm sorry. It's just... Yep, the multiverse, because they did introduce multiple timelines in this universe, which just yes. broke everything. And speaking about that, let's get back to Bill and Ted's side of this journey, where they go to the hell world, the wasteland that is their life in prison, in which they become gods. Yep. They're these, I mean, they, like, they seem to be pretty popular. They they lead everyone in the prison yard in, in, uh, in music in their, time. Their, their music time, I love it too, because it's just the chanting from fucking Batman. It's the chanting from the the chop shop from uh, oh, robots. From robots, hell yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, you see, that's the song that unites the world through fear. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to get fucking uh, thigh snapped by fucking Ted. Jesus Christ, that man was a Goliath. <laughs> Yeah, just, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking it, about. There's a secret, uh, secret fitness journey that isn't shown. To put like how buff they are into perspective, look up Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Alex Armstrong, and that's basically what they looked like. So after uh, they can, they, they have a confrontation with themselves in the prison. They're like, we're gonna go through time instead and replace Full you. Metal Alchemist. What? Uh, Alex Armstrong. Trust me, you'll know him when you see him. Have, do you see him? <laughs> yes, yep. I see it. I'm not wrong. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> that that was just fucking Bill. But um, the uh... resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> oh, I wish we had like a fact bean kind of setup where we could just like throw the picture on like a screen or something for the audience. Yes. But uh. Oh, God, that'd be a lot of work, though. Ugh. I don't even edit the thing. I'm just thinking about how much work there'd be, and it's it's disgusting me. That's how lazy I am. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Yeah, our poor editor. Our p- you. <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Oh, where were we at? Oh, yeah, the prison yard. And, like... In the middle of them, like, getting ready to murder Bill and Ted, uh, this robot designed to kill Bill and Ted shows up, and their future versions are like, if he kills them, we'll die. So then they decide to kill the robot, but it doesn't work. The robot's perfectly fine. They just curb stomp his ass. Yeah, and he's like, oh god, help me guys, help me. And, like, there's a scene in, like, the future where they're watching the progress, and the robot's just screaming ow as he gets beaten up. 
And it's like, why do they give the robot the ability to feel pain? <laughs> why did they think that was a good idea? I I have a theory about it. Oh god, I like to hear your theory. Or do you want to get like later on when they reveal the robot's like uh name and shit? Alright, let's keep the audience waiting. Alright. So let's uh keep them wanting more. Then we uh after that, uh, I'm trying to remember what happens next. I think it cuts... Th this time it cuts to uh, the girls doing the Chinese thing. I think before it was Mozart. And then it goes over to, uh, to uh, the yeah, future lady. It was lady. Mozart, then China, then the cave lady. Yeah, then they get the cave lady. And after that it cuts to... Uh, uh, I think it's Rufus's daughter is who it's supposed to be, right? What's her name? Kelly or Meryl? Mailer? Mabel. Mabel. Mailer. <laughs> Mabel comes back Pines. To Mabel. Yes. <laughs> I know her as fucking uh, Louise. Not Louise. Uh, shit. No, it was Louise, Louise. from from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. Was it Louise? Yeah. Yeah, sounds right. God, I, I don't know what I'm getting wrong. Jane Louise, Tina. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Mabel Louise is there, and uh, she's talking to her mom who's trying to kill Bill and Ted. She's like, you fucking idiot! Don't try to kill Bill and Ted! Why are you doing this? That's that's bad. And she's like, ah, it don't matter. You're just a kid. And also, the whole time she's talking on a piece of glass. Like, it literally looks phones... like she's talking into a screen protector. Like, that's what phones are. They're just a sheet of glass. Like, uh, recently I got my hands on a Nintendo Switch, uh, and I had a screen protector with it. Alex had to give me oh, a, where did one you of his old it? ones. Well, I got it from you, but I bought it off of my mother. I buy a lot of my stuff off of my parents, because they, they just don't, like, they don't really like the stuff too much. You bought your Switch off of them? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, they play the games and stuff, it's just like they don't do it often. Like, my mom wanted to get a PS4, but uh, my grandma's like, I'll get you a Nintendo Switch, little girl. And my mom's it's like, totally oh, totally the same okay. thing. Yeah. So, I just bought it off my mom. She's like, ah, oh, do you want to just buy the Switch? I was like, yeah, sure, here's 350 She's like, damn, okay, son, here you go. You paid more than retail? Oh, yeah, it's my mom. You want me Damn, to, you to try and you want me to try and like skip my mama out of money? That's mean. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> evil, <laughs> evil Alex. Bad. I mean, the most you should pay is retail price. Uh, I mean, his family price is different. It's like a reverse deal where, like, instead of me getting less because it's family, I give them more because they're family. But uh. Ah, shit, where was I at now? So, oh, she's yeah, talking they, into the uh, screen protector. Yeah, and then um, uh, Bill and Ted's daughters show up with their band, and they're like, ah, oh, we're gonna fix the... We're, we're, we're here to get the song ready for them. What's happening? Because uh, in the background, hell's going down. Like, the Pyramid of Giza's teleporting into reality. There's, like, people from all over Queen the Victoria place just showing is there. up. Yeah, she's just in the street. And uh, they get there. And they go to the recording booth, and I was like, oh, we have to do, we have to make the song now, or else time itself will die. 
and she's like, oh, fuck. No pressure. The, the daughters are like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, let's get started. Let's get, let's get this going. That way, when they get there, we're all ready. And they open the doors, and then the robot immediately kills them, and then realizes he's made a mistake. And he's like, oh, oh, God, what have I done? I just murdered their daughters, and half of history. Yep, and that's the point where he learns that murder is wrong. Yes. He, he also kills his boss's daughter, who is also completely unfazed by that, too. She's not, like, upset that she just watched her daughter get nuked. She's just kind of miffed that it wasn't Bill and Ted. Hey, she gets phased. She's like, oh, oh, damn it. Nah, nah, yeah, what was her name again? She kind of has the face, the, the face that you make when, like, like, like you lose like, a bet. Like the face you make when you like you go to check to see if the milk's in date and it's not. It's like, ah, oh, damn it, fuck! I need to get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like uh, the face that you make when you accidentally leave your wallet at home. Yeah, no, basically. But uh, so then Bill and Ted, uh, they finally make it to a timeline that's a good one. They meet their older selves who are like really chill and they they help him out they give him the uh the SD card or the flash drive it's a flash drive they give him the flash drive that has uh uh the song face the music insert uh credits but uh they give him the uh, the flash drive and they're like ah oh, this is the song it's it's going to save the universe and they're like ah oh, fuck yeah let's do it let's go uh while that's going on though uh, it's revealed that old bill and old ted's wives are the ones that are, like, taking current Bill and Ted's uh, wives on a, an adventure on their own that we don't see. And it's never established why, because it seems like they're from the future that that our our protagonists are from. Like, this is their them in the future. Like, they're, they're what, what they are. It's not the alternate universe. It's like, this is their end point. This is where they're going to wind up. And it just kind of confuses me as to why the wives would just be like assholes because what they do is they just steal the phone booth so they can have this overly convoluted storyline. No, I think story they have line. their own phone booth. No, no, because the they, no, no, they take the phone booth from Bill and Ted because you see them sneak in and take it. That's why when Bill oh, and Ted come right. back, they're like, "Oh, where's the phone booth? It's gone." And uh, at that point, the robot shows up and they're like, "Hey, we know you're here to kill us, but we had the song, so you don't have to kill us." And the robot's like, "Well, shit, fam, that's great." But, uh, ooh, uh, that reminds me. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, but I, I made a mistake. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. You don't have to. It's good. See, we have the signs. Like, no, no, not that. Uh, I killed your family. That I accidentally lasered them to death. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now you have to kill us. We gotta go save them from hell. So uh, then the robot's like, I can't do that. You have the song. So they, they destroy the flash drives. The robot has to kill them. But then the robot's like, I can't do it. So then the robot's about to commit suicide. And, it's like uh, a so reverse Billy... of that meme where it's like, call an ambulance, but not for me. It's like, call yeah, an ambulance, like... but not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like Bill and Tara are like, fuck it. He, he's going to die. Let's jump in and ki get ourselves killed in the process. Oh, that's about to happen. Uh, the wives show up to see them. Because, like, uh, throughout the movie, they just kind of show up and they, they like, interact with Bill and Ted a little bit, but not really. They just show up oh. wherever it, wherever they're called for in the plot. Basically. 
And uh, so they watch Bill and Ted get atomized. <laughs> and uh, also, this universe confirms that you can be the best person in the universe and like, and, like the goodest person in the whole world, but you will still go to hell. Because everyone went to hell. Everyone in the group with the daughters, they went to hell. Bill and Ted and the robot, they went to hell. And also, that's a running gag. Is It's weird that the robot went to hell. But we saw a car do that earlier. It, it's a sentient FBI, or uh, it's, a, it's a sentient SWAT van. But it's at this point, the robot uh, like talks to Bill and Ted. And he's like this, like, kind of a... And he's supposed to be like this overbearing fan character, I guess, because he's just he's just like third wheels the whole adventure with them. Like not well, really. I don't know if he's like a fanboy. He it just it just kind of seems like he's like discovering emotions. I yeah I guess all the wrong emotions though. <laughs> but um, uh, they discover his name. It is what was his name again? Hold on, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Dennis it's something. Dennis. It's, uh... Dennis... Ah, fuck. It, he has a whole name. Dennis and he's Caleb like... McCoy. Yeah, Dennis Caleb McCoy. And, um, uh... He's just very adamant about people knowing his name. And, like, there's this running gag where he's trying to be remorseful to everyone, and they're just like, ah, shut the fuck up, we're done with you. And it's like, I feel kind of bad for the guy. Like, he's never gonna have that, like... Like, uh, right, do you want to hear my theory? Is let me guess your theory is that that's her ex boyfriend? Yep. Yeah, yep. I think her ex boyfriend got like kidnapped, into partially robot. murdered, and then yet he got robocopped. And like, yeah, that mean, makes I, sense. It might as well be canon. It is to me. But uh, so then they're in hell and they meet up with the whole group and they're all like, ah, we 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 we're, we need to get out of here. We there's only one way to to get out of here. And uh, so they have to go and talk to Death, who uh, in the beginning is uh, during like the title card thing, they say he, he uh, they split up and they sued him for trying to take the name and shit. And uh, so then they have to reconcile with the Grim Reaper, who's playing hopscotch alone and cheating. Yep. Which, you know, I think perfectly summarizes his character. Yeah, it was um, a pretty good character moment for him, actually. Yeah, no, hell um, yeah. <laughs> that that's one of the retcons that we mentioned earlier where it says at the end of bogus journey yeah you know death wants to go on like a solo career but then that flops so then he rejoins wild stallions like, and then he, everything is he, good on fr from then on but then in face the music it's like death you tried to take the name wild stallions he's like I was wild I can't do the voice but he's like I was wild stallions I was wild like, no. stallions yeah. yeah, that's as close as either of us is gonna get. I think so. It's such a weird, like Tommy Wiseau accent kind of thing. It's like vaguely like Eastern European or something. I don't. Yeah, know. he's supposed to be. I think. Ah, uh, uh, fuck. Like the version they're using was. I know it's supposed to be a reference to an Eastern European depiction on death. Oh, I'll be back in a second. I, I, I don't know. I'll be back real quick. I gotta use the bathroom real bad. I'm sorry. All right, we'll cut to, to we'll cut to commercial break. Today's show is brought to you by the post office. They're in financial trouble right now, so go help them out and buy some stamps. 
Hey Google, how do I financially support the post office? Alright, where were we at now? We were at the, uh, they all went to hell and I had to go talk to the Grim Reaper, yeah? Yep, and they, uh, uh, by the way, they do meet, uh, Ted's dad in hell, and he's like, well, oh, yeah. I guess if we're in hell, that implies that you did time travel and you gotta, um, you gotta write the song, and they're like, and save oh, the universe, and he's like, oh, is that a new thing? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the thing that upsets me too, though, is like that version of their de- of his dad is from the future. So like his actual yeah. dad never had that awakening moment. Like yeah, he probably that's does his dad now. Five years they, in the future. Like after they actually like perform the song, like he probably like, oh yeah, you know what? I th- this yeah, I see now how wrong I was. But like uh, before. Yeah, no, he never had the awakening moment that uh, the one that went to hell did. Yeah, that's a shame. Anyway, uh, then they get back together with Death, and he's uh, everyone's salty at each other, but then the daughters are like, bro. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. My favorite thing about it is it's basically what happened with, like, the Beatles, which is, like, fucking Death wanted to, like, be the bass player that plays only for 58 minutes in a solo. I wanted to do experimental dumb shit. And they were like, hey, can we just play music? But they got they yeah. got it all fixed. <laughs> However, they are like, they scene... are like the Beatles because they fixed the stock market, increased crop yields, and played on Mars. <laughs> exactly. And achieved like world peace. Ah, uh, they tried that, but it didn't work. They fell apart. You see, see if, if Imagine had a 40-minute bass solo, then it would have achieved its goal of, of getting us world peace. Oh, yes. However, during that scene where they're talking to death, it does uh, uh, imply that there is multiple albums that death released uh, when he was, like, alone. And I want to hear those. Yes. I want to hear the all-bass albums. All right, so when Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey came out, uh, in the soundtrack, they had uh, the Reaper rap, which is it, it's sort of referenced in one of the newspaper headlines at the end. But it's like uh, yeah. it's kind of like a, a catchy like rap recap of the whole movie, and it, it it's it's it, it's catchy. It's nice. I like it. It would have been cool if we got one of those for this movie. Oh yeah, just his an entire album. What were the songs they titled? Uh paler than white yeah yeah paler than white um uh it was all like edgy shit like darkness crying and shit like that a bunch of edgelord shit like it's stuff that reaper mains would use but uh no, they get uh they get the band back together. Death's like, ah, one last show, let's do it. And they're like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it, guys. Get the band back together. We're all together again. And they uh, death takes them all, including the robot, back to the present. And uh, it's at this point that a plot twist that they have their plot twist, and it's revealed that I I want to say first ten minutes it's... I absolutely fucking called this. I said it like. As soon it's as the two of them showed up, that, that it's the, not the, Bill the and real Ted. music, 
the real music was the friends that they made along the way. Fuck off. No, no. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. But uh, also, that's my joke, you asshole. But uh, I'm pretty sure the... a lot of people made that joke before you. I'm the one that makes it the most, though, so it's mine. I'm stealing <laughs> it. I take ownership now. Are you Wild I'm, Stallions? Look, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm Wild Stallions <laughs> now. But uh, it's revealed that it's not Bill and Ted who wrote the song that saves the universe, but it's their daughters. And they barely and they do not write it. a song. What they, they just do is they come up with it on the spot. They make a remix with everyone's song. No, no, no. What like... they what they do is they 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 like go into DJ mode and they like sample a bunch of other previously existing works and then just hodgepodge it together into like a club mix combining Mozart, pre-historical drumming, and Jimi <laughs> Hendrix and Louis Armstrong. And, and and the embodiment and of death, and yeah, and death. Too. But uh, okay, I want to say though, uh, for as stupid as it is, it's not a bad song. It's kind of nice. It has no lyrics though. It's just instrumental. And like, honestly, I I think God gave rock and roll to you is is a as is a much more uniting song. That's oh, the yeah. that's the song that played at the end of Bogus Journey. I think it was supposed to be the one that unites them because, like, you know, that all of a sudden all this shit happens and they become gods. Yeah, but, uh, I mean... It's not a bad song. It's just... It's literally, though, just samples. The one that they, the, the one that they sample together? Yeah, that's, that's the song that saves the universe. They don't even play it. Like, they, they do the guitar uh, riffs in it and stuff. But beyond that, they have, like, no connection to it. It's like It's, it's a great. mess. It's beautiful. But, I mean, that's the thing. It, it's not a bad Okay, song, you know what it though. reminds me of? It feels like main menu music. It's, it's like in the movie Sing Street, where, uh, like, when oh, they God. first get the band together, and everyone's just, like, playing their instrument, and, like no there's no, no like real cohesion or anything everyone's just doing their own thing and it's like a cacophony yeah. of noise that's what it is that's that's the song that unites the universe no 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 because like it has more to it than that like it at first yeah but like you know there's more to it like they actually get like a tempo going like i feel like if they had lyrics yeah they have a tempo the song that saves the universe at least it has a tempo Oh yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, in the modern future of music, that's the least we could ask for. It's, just, it's gotta have a tempo, bare minimum. It's like we have songs which have only the lyric Gucci Gang repeated forever. So, you know what, my bar for what music is is very low. Good point. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, the song Face the Music feels like it should be the main menu theme for Face the Music. And, like, I like it, it's just, I don't feel like it's the song that will save the world. Fair point. Like, I don't think angels, uh, I don't think an angelic choir singing could save the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the this movie does kind of suffer from, like, 
an overabundance like, of hype. It's like yeah, it, it builds like, up just this un this unachievable climax for itself. There are three movies saying that they are going to make a song that's so amazing it will like reshape humanity for the better. How the, the fuck the first two are you movies had to the, make that? They had the the right idea of just having it happen off screen. It's like oh, it, it's gonna happen. Trust me, yeah. it's gonna. This story isn't about that. It's about you as just two teenage guys, just just going through time, doing your history report, going to hell occasionally. But this movie, <laughs> it, 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 it's really, it's like showing you how the sausage is made, and like you don't want to see it. Oh my god. Uh, but um. No, to be honest, though, I am happy that they at least did make this, because that means that they'll never, you know, we'll never have to worry about people making any more Bill and Ted movies, because this is, like, the absolute... There's nothing they can do with this now. I heard, actually, like, I I just saw, like, a video on it, like, while we were recording, well, like, just before we were recording, and but like I, I I didn't watch it of course I just saw like the title and thumbnail, but um apparently there was a Bill and Ted uh TV show. Uh yeah I I mean let me guess uh was this in between uh Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey? I have no idea. I told you just now everything I know about it. Okay, I I would believe that completely. There's a video about it. Um. Bill and Ted sitcom Forgotten Failures. Oh. I'll send you the link. It was a sitcom? Evidently. No wonder it failed. You can't make Doesn't a even time have the original travel actors. sitcom. How the fuck do you make a time travel sitcom? It's probably not even about time travel. I hate that even more now, and I don't even know what it is. Yeah, so I'll I'll have to watch that later. That amazing thing. So anyway, we're at the tail end of the movie. They found out that this 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 the true they're, they're, the true music is the friends, the friends they made along that the we way. made along the way. <laughs> and they they perform the music, and then Bill and Ted's wives show up. And they finish that story arc by just saying, yeah, even though, like, all the other universes said we're unhappy, we are happy, so we're gonna stick around. And it ruins yeah, we've why Bill and Ted finally that have their relationship thing. Assholes. We've decided that we like being underappreciated and having no affection showed towards us as individuals. We like that. <laughs> Please don't send us back to medieval England. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so yeah, that that's all settled and shit. They all like, ah, happy forevers, everyone. And, uh, again, still really upset they didn't, like, double down on the whole Bill and Ted are, like, always with each other constantly and just make them a poly relationship. You know what, I... Like, you know, what, like you know, you know what I don't. Old. You know what I don't like. What? It seems like um, Bill and Ted's kids, B- B- Billy, Billy Junior, and and Thea, Thea Theodora, they like. It seems like they don't get. 
It seems like they don't give two shits about their moms. Because their they're, their mothers are out doing the same shit their dads are doing. Like time traveling and stuff. And they're like, huh, I wonder what our dads are up to. Oh, to be fair, though, they have no idea the moms are doing it. That's something that uh, only four people know about, including the therapist. Yeah, I, you know, it didn't even people. like it didn't even like click in my head until just a minute ago to think like they're okay. So these are Bill and Ted's daughters, and these other people are Bill and Ted's wives. I wonder if there's any other relation that they have. Oh yeah, these are their mothers. <laughs> these are their daughters, and they sh- um. they. I am not exaggerating when I say I do not believe that they have any interaction at all, like as a complete family or even like the mothers and daughters interacting. Like the way they react, like around Bill and Ted, I feel like it's completely different when they're around their own uh, mothers. They're like, who who are these strangers? We're we're related. How? Oh, it's like. It's like, bro, you guys are princesses? No shit. <laughs> There's definitely some shit going on there. I mean, Bill and Ted might as well be single fathers. Oh, absolutely. So, anyway, yep. The true music was inside us all along, and we get cute little credit sequence with a bunch of people dancing around and stuff. Uh, then we get the regular credits and then we have the post credit scene it's geriatric bill and geriatric ted just jamming out just just you know rock out with their cocks out i i actually honestly thought they were dying during that one of them would just keel over and fucking die <laughs> that was my exact expectation both times watching it oh <laughs> cuz i didn't remember if it happened the first time I was like, do they die? Is this it? Is this the end? And even then, do they just end up in hell back with death? Yeah. Death probably, like, fucking gives him, like, his own robes or some shit. It's like, hey, guys, let's chill out here. You're not gonna go in the pits. You're gonna hang out up here. We're cool. We're bros now. Yeah, they now. probably have a concert every night. <laughs> Ah, uh, you know what? If Bill and Tell- Ted's in hell, even more reason to go there. Fucking music all the time. Death's a pretty I don't chill, think, dude. Yeah, I don't think the whole heaven-hell dynamic thing is like it is in in uh, contemporary thought, where it's like, oh yeah, if you're bad, you're, you go to hell. If you're good, you go to heaven. I think hell is just for cool people. <laughs> in Bill and Ted, yes, absolutely. I mean, who do we see in heaven in Bill and Ted's bogus journey? Those weird like, fucking like monsters. Einstein, Station, bunch of fucking eggheads, people talking about philosophy. And then in hell, it's like, here's the Grim Reaper and some pretty chill demon guys. Like, yeah, you're shoveling shit They're all just the doing time, their but... job. They're yeah. just doing their job. Nice union contract. Not bad. Full benefits. <laughs> oh... It's the working class salt of the earth. But, uh, yeah. So then they save the day and everyone lives happily forever. Also, uh, again, I want to point this out. Uh, no one just brings up the fact that the mom killed the daughter. Like, the great leader murders her daughter and it's just okay with it. 
Like, even, like, at the end, the daughter's not like, hey, you fucking killed me! What the hell? She's how... like, it all worked out perfectly okay, guys. We did it. How widely known do you think it is that, like, there is an afterlife? Like, do you think it's just a know. thing that people, like, know? And, like, do, is that just something that they take into their daily lives? Like, yeah, this person's in hell. What you gonna do? I, eh. I don't know. Well, anyway, that was Bill and Ted Face the Music. My final thoughts um, are that I it really feels like, and it just occurred to me while we were re reviewing it, it just seems to me like Bill and Ted Face the Music is just a complete retread and rehash of Bill and Ted's bogus journey, only it does a worse job, right? It has a whole, yeah. it's all the same plot beats. Yeah, kind of. Like, there's the whole thing with, like, a robot sent from the future to kill them, and they're, uh, the, the princesses are, like, there's, like, the threat of them leaving, they die and go to hell, they meet up with death, and then they come back, and then they perform the greatest concert of all fucking time. <laughs> it's the same goddamn movie, I just realized. Yeah, you're not wrong. I feel it's like the it was same movie. Service. I feel like it's like many of those uh, sequel things where it's just fan service. Like, look at the new Star Wars sequel, uh, the trilogy. Like, Honestly, yeah, this this is like service. this is the Rise of Skywalker of Bill and Ted movies. I wouldn't say it's that bad. I'd say it's more like Force Awakens, where it's like it's like. It's like if you split the difference between Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and The Rise of Skywalker in terms of, like, eh, sequels. Well, that's the thing. I don't think uh, Face the Music is that bad of a film, where, like, with Rise of Skywalker, I say that it was a bad movie. Like, the plot and everything about it. Like, Bogus Journey is basically just the, the, the one that came before it. So I would say it's more like The Force Awakens, where it's literally just A New Hope, but slightly different. That's a good point, actually. It's like, th there's just different names. Also, the daughters have the first movie basically retread uh, re also, where it's just them collecting historical figures. Yeah. Yeah, so Bill and Ted Face the Music is just a combination of Bogus Journey and Excellent Adventure. Mm -hmm. Complete fucking retread. All right, I change. I change my verdict. Worst movie ever. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. But like, yeah, still watch oh it if you wanna. <laughs> I thought it wasn't that bad. I'll give it like a a six out of ten. That's nah. probably somewhere close to what I'd put it at. I mean, I like I think six, it's just nice seeing them on screen again. Oh yeah, I liked the movie. I thought a lot of the jokes were kind of funny and shit. It yeah, it was surprisingly like well written in terms of like jokes and stuff. Yeah, no, the acting like was good. They felt exactly the same as uh, before, uh, for 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 better or for worse. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's unsettling seeing John Wick talk like a valley boy. 
I'm really upset that they didn't make like a uh, like a little joke reference towards John Wick with that. Like have him like kill someone. Be like, Bill. Yeah, uh, let's just Ted, have what the this. Fuck? Let's just have this. Uh, this. Let's just have Ted Theodore Logan just brutally murder somebody. That's totally <laughs> within his character. You can say it's not, but like, come on, he probably would. <laughs> yeah, that's they should have evil Ted do it. What if they gave him like, uh, um, like a, like a space gun so it's family friendly, and then they just have him like, you know, load it, like give him give him like a John Wick look on his face. I don't, I haven't seen John <laughs> Wick, so I don't know. <laughs> so, do you have anything else to say about the movie before we close out our review? If you like Bill and Ted. I don't know, give it a shot. If, like, in the first, like, 30 minutes you're not a big fan, then just don't continue. If you're a fan of the characters, then watch the movie. It's it's worth it. Uh, I'd say, you know, if you can rent it somewhere, or if you find it on DVD for cheap, you know, get it, pick it up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's an all right movie. It's, it's uh, Oh, yeah. It's a, there, there are worse ways to spend a night. Yeah, that's for sure. And that is our lukewarm review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. We we faced the music, so you don't have to. Thank you for listening to Bold of You to Say, the show on the internet. And that's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you liked our review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, do not let our negative thoughts dissuade you. It's it's a movie. You should see it if I, you wanna. Like I liked it. I think people would enjoy it. Yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah, our social media will be linked in the description down below, so you can check out the stuff that we tweet. Uh, our Instagram and Twitter will be down there. My TikTok will be down there, and. I'm going to make another video later today to post on there, and hopefully that will be the one that gets me famous. God, Jared, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, my asshole would be nice. Besides that. Um. <laughs> we were going to do that off camera. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, not really. Um, I think my, uh, my Twitter is going to be in the description, yeah? Yeah. I still gotta, I still gotta fix that up. Still kind of a false yeah. It still says Jerry Mafoof's art. I have yet to post any art. It's okay, you'll get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get there. Um, no, just uh, be good, change the world. My final message: goodbye. Be excellent to each other, and party on, dudes. <laughs> yes. I just realized it. What? The song at the what? end. It's just royalty-free music. Oh my god. <laughs> that's why I thought... That's why it, it, it was a good idea to put it on when I was talking. I, I, I'm sitting here now. I still have it on. It's like slightly lower than the normal audio tracks and shit. And now I realize it's just royalty-free rock. It can go over <laughs> anything. That's why it's uniting. It's because oh now everyone yes. has this in their PowerPoint presentation. Fuck, I should have said that.
No! The music, Go back! the music. Go back! Where's the, <laughs> the music to unite the world is just the YouTube audio library. Fuck! God damn it! Why did it take me it's down? Okay, to it's it's still that? recording. It's still recording. It is. So. Fuck yeah! Yeah. It's like at some point, like Photoshop that whole thought process over what I said. <laughs> like just poorly edited it in. <laughs> I think now that that's the ending. <laughs> yes. The music that unites the world is royalty-free rock. Remember that? <laughs> it's elevator music. I mean, if this was elevator music, I'd probably like to be in elevators more often. 